Hello, hello. If you are an ambitious female professional who wants to up-level your voice and your confidence, I have a super important announcement that you are not going to want to miss. Right now, enrollment is open for my signature coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. If you are looking for a simple but powerful step-by-step process to help you learn to speak like an executive and to help you feel more badass and unstoppable deep down inside, this is the program for you. To learn more, head over to jessguzzickcoaching.com slash academy. Enrollment is open through Wednesday, March 20th. That's jessguzzick, J-E-S-S-G-U-Z-I-K, coaching.com slash academy. All right. Let's get on to the episode. I believe that there's actually no such thing as a failure. I literally don't think that the word failure needs to be in my vocabulary. Becoming like a bold, confident, powerful voice, that's a big goal. (laughs) I would describe that as a massive goal. And when you set massive goals for yourself, they don't happen overnight and they're not meant to happen overnight. And that's actually a good thing. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy you're listening. If you're a longtime listener of this podcast, if you've shared it, if you've helped spread the word, Thank you. Welcome. It's so good to have you here. And if you're new and maybe you just found the podcast more recently, welcome to this community. We are a group of, I would describe us as badass women who are very ambitious. We're so like determined and gritty and committed to our growth. And we have a vision for ourselves of who we want to be. (laughs) And this includes me as well. I feel so connected to you. I feel so connected to your goals because I identify with being a big dreamer and wanting huge things and having these big goals and having the courage and guts to pursue them. It's what I've done my whole career. (laughs) It's what I'm still doing in my life. And so So much of what I talk about, even though I'm not in the corporate space anymore, even though my career has changed, my goals have changed, my confidence has changed, I've changed so much, especially in the past couple years, I'm kind of on my own version of this journey with you. I never want to stop challenging myself and becoming more of who I know myself to be. So (laughs) welcome and thank you for being on this journey with me. So I was thinking about, okay, what do I want to record for this episode? I can talk about meetings. I can talk about communication skills. I can talk about getting a promotion. I can talk about all of the career things. And I realized that it's coming towards the end of the year. And I think the end of the year is sometimes a time where you reflect on what you've accomplished throughout the year and how the year has gone for you. 
And I wanted to talk about that and preempt some of what might be coming up for you if you're closing out the year, maybe feeling disappointed or maybe feeling like you're not as far along as you want to be or like you're stagnating or like your confidence isn't growing at the pace that you want it to grow at. I wanted to offer you a perspective that my clients get offered quite a lot. This is something that comes up endlessly in my one-on-one coaching work. This is something that comes up all of the time inside my group coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. It's something I believe in so deeply for myself. It's one of the things that I credit for the success that I've created in my career and my life. And it's the ability for us to give ourselves credit for what we've done and what we've accomplished and what we have figured out, even when you're not as far along as you want to be. And I believe that this ability is is essential if you are someone who sets really, really big goals for yourself and becoming like a bold, confident, powerful voice and like this inspirational female leader in your field That's a big goal. (laughs) I would describe that and qualify that as a massive goal. And when you set massive goals for yourself, they don't happen overnight and they're not meant to happen overnight. And that's actually a good thing because if they happen overnight, you're going to miss out on a lot of the foundational lessons and growth and evolution that you need to be able to sustain succeeding once you've attained the goal. So like, let's say you have a crazy goal that one day you want to run your whole company. If suddenly the next day you were offered that position, that probably wouldn't be the best thing, right? Because you haven't gone through the trials and tribulations and learnings to feel ready to handle it. So our big goals take time and I believe they're supposed to take time and That's part of the entire point is like to go on this wild, crazy adventure and almost realize when you cross the finish line, the entire point was the adventure and all of the hard steps and difficult things that you just wanted to be over. Those are the whole point. Those were where all the good stuff is. Those are where you were made. Those are where your confidence was made and nurtured and grown. And if you're anything like me, you struggle with patience. And if you're anything like me, when you're in that longer process of evolving into who you want to be, you might find yourself feeling disappointed and you might find yourself not being able to give yourself credit for the growth and wins that you've accomplished. And I want to talk to you today about why that's such an important skill to develop not just for you, right, and not just for your own growth, but also for your capabilities as a leader. I believe that the way that you will become the most effective, the most powerful, the most inspirational, the most influential leader, I believe that the way that you will become that is by first being that leader to yourself, I believe that your personal growth process and the way that you navigate all of the challenges that come up for you throughout the course of your career and the course of your growth journey, the way that you navigate those are going to build muscles 
skills, capabilities that make you really good at leading and guiding others. And so whenever I am struggling or feeling like I'm not making progress fast enough or feeling angry at myself or being hard on myself, whenever I'm in kind of a bad place around my own growth journey, which happens all the time, right? I'm human too. I go through these ups and downs. Like it's such a part of my own experience and my own journey. But whenever I'm in one of those places, I try to use it as an opportunity to ask myself, what kind of leader to myself do I want to be? And if the way that I'm treating myself through this struggle is also the way that I am subconsciously teaching my brain to treat other people through their struggles, how do I want to treat myself? I believe that the way that I treat myself and orient towards myself is going to be intimately connected to my ability to support and treat others when they're struggling through something. And this is why if you want to be a leader in your field, in your company, this is why this topic is so important because as a leader, you impact the quality of life of more humans. A bigger number of people, their quality of life, their experience at work is going to be directly impacted by you and your personality and the choices you make and how you handle things, right? Just like when you have a boss who's very micromanagey or very harsh or very unwelcoming, you know that that shit affects your quality of life, right? Like we all, I think, have had that. And I think we know, unfortunately, like for better or for worse, we know deep in our bones how that experience impacts our quality of life. And we also know we've all had the amazing boss or maybe even like the amazing professor or teacher, that amazing leader at some place in our lives who enhanced the quality of our, our lives and lifted us up. And I believe that if you want to be that leader to someone else who lifts them up, who is super inspirational, who really makes this positive mark, this positive impression, like this positive stamp in someone else's life, you first have to get better at being that leader to yourself. Now, listen, I know this isn't like a literal like one to one thing where it's like if you're mean to yourself, you're mean to other people. That's not what I'm saying. So like I can have a day where I'm being really, really hard on myself and being very mean to myself. And I'm I still show up on my one-on-one calls with my clients and my group call with my clients in the Art of Speaking Up Academy with compassion and warmth and welcoming, right? So it's not like there's this one-to-one relationship. However, however, this is so important. As you deepen your ability to be supportive and encouraging of yourself, your ability to do it for other people gets much richer much deeper, much more sincere. There's a a better quality to it. It feels more real. Because when I know deep in my bones, and I have this ability deep in my bones to be like, if I make a mistake, it's okay, and I'm allowed to forgive myself. Like when I have the ability to do that, 
And then I'm trying to help someone else who is beating themselves up because they made a mistake. My words and my guidance and my coaching are going to land so much more powerfully when I am a true believer and a true practicer of like, I forgive myself when I make mistakes. And so I really want you to think about the fact that the better you get at being an inspiring, warm, encouraging leader to yourself, the better that you will be at doing that at a very deep, sincere level for other people. And again, this doesn't mean that you can't be a good leader if you're imperfect and hard on yourself and sometimes not the best leader of yourself. I see this all as like a work in progress for all of us, where just the deeper you get at leading yourself better, the richer your leadership will become. And I believe the more you and your teams and the people who work underneath you will thrive. So what I'm talking about in today's episode, it's not just about your growth journey and you walking yourself through the difficult moments or the disappointments. But it's also about your ability to lead and inspire others through their difficult moments and their disappointments, which is something you're going to have to do as a leader. I believe that a leader's biggest, most significant obligation is to the people around them. That is the place where they truly shine. It's not in them coming up with an amazing strategy. It's not in them being the best at like driving growth and revenue for a company. It's not at them being the smartest. It's about their ability to shepherd people and be an inspirational guide through all of the ups and downs. I believe that that is one of the most important pillars, one of the most distinguishing factors. And it does lead to a ton, a ton of success. Because when you have a big team of people reporting to you, and then those people have big teams reporting to them, your ability to cultivate those relationships, to inspire those people has a massive trickle-down effect, right? Like even if you have, let's say, like four direct reports and each of those direct reports has like five or six direct reports, we're talking about like 20 to 25 humans who are going to be impacted by the way that you manage and lead your direct reports because their experience is going to trickle down to their teams as well. And so To me, this is one of the most important things. And when you're in an organization or under a leader who doesn't know how to lead people through difficult things and doesn't have this muscle, you will know it because you will not feel a sense of being motivated and inspired and excited to be a part of the team that you're a part of. And I believe that that is something that all employees should have because when you work for a company, you give them a lot. And I think that they should be giving a lot back to you as well and doing the things that help make your quality of life and your quality of work better. So anyway, what we're talking about today is staying inspired and giving yourself credit for what you've already done even when you don't quite have the outcome you want, and even when you might be feeling disappointed and like you failed. And I believe that there's actually no such thing as a failure. I literally don't think that the word failure needs to be in my vocabulary, because to me, this word doesn't have real meaning. Failure implies that like the thing went bad and 
the issue for me is that if something went bad, it means you did a thing, right? So if you bombed your meeting or if you asked for the promotion and you didn't get it or whatever it is, to me, you already haven't failed. You already succeeded because you did what so many people are unwilling to do. And you did what a past version of you is unwilling to do, which is you put yourself out there. Do you know how hard and scary that is? In my opinion, you have already won. Courage is so much more valuable than success. I'm going to say that again. Courage is so much more valuable than success because courage can be replicated over and over and over. And then it's just a game of numbers where you're for sure going to get the success. The courage is the fuel for the success. Would you rather have the thing that fuels you or would you rather have the outcome? I'd rather have the thing that fuels me because I can channel that fuel towards whatever is important to me. And so what I want to share with you is that while you might not get the outcome you prefer, and this is something, this is language I use a lot with my clients, right? It Instead of saying it was a failure, the way that I think about it is it didn't go the way that I would prefer it to go that I wanted it to go. I wanted to get the promotion. I wanted to nail the meeting. I want to be farther along in my confidence building journey. It didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but it's not a failure because the moment you step outside of your comfort zone, in my opinion, you are a success. Now, the outcome might not have been what you want, but to me, that's okay. Because now that you know how to exit your comfort zone and you've proven you're willing to do it, which is enormously difficult and an enormously hard step, all you have to do is keep doing it until you figure out how to get closer to the outcome that you want. And so the first thing that I want you to ask yourself as you're reflecting on 2022, as you're reflecting on this year, I want you to ask yourself, Where are the quote unquote failures where I actually already won because I did the thing? Yes, maybe it didn't go the way that I would have preferred. Maybe the outcome wasn't what I wanted. But where can I give myself credit for doing the thing? And to my point earlier about how you need to be able to do this for yourself to be a good leader of others, I want you to imagine If your manager gives you a really hard project and you tackle it and it doesn't get the outcome that the two of you wanted and you circle back to your manager and you're like, "Okay, I did it. I did this crazy hard thing, but it didn't turn out the way that we had hoped. Imagine if your manager said, oh, you failed. We need to figure out a better way versus if your manager said, oh, my God, thank you for pushing this forward. Like, I wasn't even sure if we were going to get traction. Great. Amazing. Tell me what you learned. Tell me how it went. Let's talk about it together. You're going to feel like all lit up and you're going to feel this fire in your belly. And all of a sudden you're going to be feeling like, oh, like that wasn't a failure. (laughs) Like, I'm just getting started. 
And so this is what I mean, right? When you view your journey that way too, and you're like, okay, cool, we're getting going, we're starting. What do we do next? You have this motivation and this fire in your belly, and it's the same exact way that you're going to want to orient towards people you lead as you ascend into positions of leadership. That's why your own self-development work and professional development work is so important because it's going to impact the quality of your leadership. And so the first thing that I want you to reflect on is where have you already succeeded because you did it, even if you didn't get the outcome that you wanted? That's the first thing that I want you to ask yourself. The second thing that I want you to ask yourself is where are you seeing signs of winning? Where are you already winning? Where are you seeing signs that you're getting closer to the success Just like that example conversation with your manager that I shared with you where your manager was like, great, you got the project going. Tell me what you learned. Let's figure out what's next. What they're doing is they're assuming that in those initial steps, even though the first attempt, quote unquote, failed, who cares? The fact that you just started moving towards it, there's probably learnings in there. There's probably inclinations of like what might work next. And it makes you feel so encouraged. It motivates you to keep going. And so for yourself, I encourage you to ask yourself, what did I see work? What has been working well? And really spend time sitting with that because your mind will want to filter all of that out and just focus on the failure. And so if you don't slow down and intentionally give yourself some time and space to do that, it's going to be really difficult for you to see where you're doing well, where you're succeeding, where you're getting closer, particularly if you haven't quite crossed the finish line and gotten the results that you want. The third and final thing that I would encourage you to do with yourself when you're feeling like you're not as far along as you want to is to double down on your belief of what's possible and to re-nourish the part of you that was inspired to go after this challenge in the first place. Typically, when we start moving towards a big goal, we feel encouraged and fired up at the beginning because we haven't yet encountered some of the rough patches or failures. So we have like this energy at the very start, and I see this with my clients all the time. At the be- In the beginning of the work, it's sometimes easier, and the middle is the hardest part because you start to lose some of that fuel. And one of the things that leaders must do is keep people engaged and motivated through that uncomfortable, messy middle, which means you have to be able to do it for yourself, which means you have to learn to nourish yourself with the motivation and the good feelings that you feel when you reflect on why you are in this journey in the first place. Because it is really hard to do that when you haven't quite gotten the results you want where you're not where you want to be. Your mind is gonna wanna forget all of the reasons that are important to you, all of the inspiration, all of the things that make you feel good around your big goal because you're so in those bad feelings of not having attained it. And when we're feeling bad or thinking negative thoughts, it's much easier to continue to do that, right? Versus to feel something different. And so what is so important is I want you to think about it as just like a CEO couldn't get up in front of a company of people if 
for example, let's say the company is going through a contraction and a really difficult time. The CEO can't get up in front of the company or in front of investors and be like, this is garbage. I'm so frustrated. Like, I'm I'm done with this. I'm just done. <laughs> that CEO would be fired for sure. What they have to do is they have to get up and say, listen, this is really hard. We're going through a rough patch. We're in a contraction. But we've got to keep going. Here's why. And not only that, right? But then that CEO might go back to step two that I mentioned, which is looking for the wins so that everyone feels motivated to keep going. And then they might go back to step one, which is giving themselves and their company and their people credit for just doing the thing, even if the result isn't there yet, giving people credit for enduring through the challenge, showing people where they're getting closer to the wins and reminding people why it was so important in the first place. And that is what is ultimately going to energize people and get them excited about what's next. And those are the things that I want you to do for yourself. I know it can be so difficult when you get to the end of the year and you feel like you're not where you want to be and maybe you're feeling stuck in a dead end job and maybe things are feeling really challenging for you and you're feeling discouraged about your confidence and your journey. But I want to remind you that you are a leader and leaders endure through those things. So come back to these three steps of giving yourself credit for doing it, finding signs of the wins, and remembering why you were motivated and inspired in the first place so that you can keep going. I hope you have an absolutely beautiful end of the year. I'm wishing you so much goodness and growth in the new year and in 2023. And I am so excited to keep going on this journey with you. Thank you for tuning in. I am so excited to continue connecting with you. And I want to direct you down to the show notes to get in touch with me and to go deeper into my work where you can learn about my one-on-one coaching, my programs, and some of my free resources. I will drop that below. Have a beautiful day and I will catch you in 2023. Bye.